everybody. What is going on? Hope everybody's doing well or as best that they possibly can. And welcome back once again to a brand new episode of Sweeten Up Podcast, season number two, episode number 66. I am your host, Jeff Spencer. Thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. I greatly appreciate it, whether you have for an entire season or if you are today for the first time. Thank you so much for joining us. However, if you are just joining us for the first time, take a look back at our library of 65 episodes anytime you want, anywhere you subscribe to the show. As always, if you like what you hear on the podcast today, please be sure to subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts so that you never miss a future episode. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Sweeten Up Podcast. With that being said, my guests on the podcast today are David Kay and Jeff Tavey. David Kay is founding partner and operations manager of Nod Hill Brewery located in Ridgefield, Connecticut. Since opening in 2017, Nod Hill has been thriving, churning out some of the most delectable offerings of beers in the state. Chef Jeff Tabey, on the other hand, is a friend of the show and returning guest from episode number 46. Jeff is the owner of Taproot Restaurant in Bethel, Connecticut, as well as On The Fly Food Truck. This year, Nod Hill and Jeff Tavey joined forces to bring joy to the masses, and along with the recent opening of the Nod Hill Beer Garden, you know we covered it all. I mean, who doesn't love a conversation about incredible beer and delicious food? So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, sit back and relax, because here they are, my friends and some of the greatest guys around, David Kay and the GOAT, Chef Jeff Tate. Joining me on the podcast today, live inside Knot Hill Brewing Company here in Ridgefield, Connecticut, I am so honored because I'm sitting down with the co-founder of Knot Hill Brewery, David Kay, and a good friend of the show who we had on previously, I believe it was episode 46. Six. It's the great and powerful chef, Jeff Tavey. And uh, guys, Dave, Jeff, thanks for joining me. How are you? Thanks for having us. Good to be here. Good to be back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, good to see you, and good to see you too, Dave. And, yeah. Uh, interesting day today. The weather's kind of, you know, hit or miss, a little rain, a little sunshine. We're getting spots yeah. and everything like that. So it's a great day to come in and, uh, and chat. And, uh, you know, one place I like to start with my guests is kind of sort of on the COVID-19 front, sort of everything we've been going through. And mm -hmm. I like to get guest perspective on how they got by, you know, on a personal level, business level. So how was it for you? How did you manage to get by through a hectic time? And uh, what could you tell us? Yeah. Um, well, we're, we're kind of fortunate here that we have uh, two, two sides of our business. We have our on-premise, our tap room, our beer garden, which we added this year, um, can sales to go, all that stuff, retail. And then we also, you know, have really been, cultivating uh our wholesale side of things self-distribution you know uh all that and we so you know in the past year and a half we really leaned heavily into that side of things and we're it, that was really what was able to kind of pull us through among a few other things but that was uh where we really you know invested a lot of time and resources opening new accounts um new package stores trying to get all across connecticut where we're able to self-distribute and um you know that was that was what allowed us to survive uh, that, and you know our our to go sales and our and our loyal customers and everything. And uh, you know the other thing that that really happened this past year was um, uh, opening this this kind of pop up beer garden we did last summer during in 2020. You know in our parking lot, 
And uh, that, that was very successful, and we were able to kind of see the writing on the wall that we would need to do some sort of outdoor space, which kind of led to what we have going on right now in our, in our beer garden with Jeff. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, the beer garden's great, and I feel like um, I feel like a few places I know of where the outdoors, uh, you know, the things that they did outdoors sort of, got, sort of got so popular that they saw like, hey, we gotta like keep, you know, yeah. we gotta do something else, we gotta make something permanent, and so yeah. it's cool to see some of the places that popped up in, in the beer garden. You know, yeah. absolutely incredible what you guys have done. But you know, talk to me about sort of how Nod Hill came together. Um, you know, what, how, you know, what year you guys got going and, um, sort of what the idea was behind, uh, starting Not Hill Brewery. Sure. Um, this was kind of a project that started with, uh, myself and my dad. We had, um, I had been homebrewing. I started homebrewing when I was 21, when I was going to school up in Boston. That was kind of when I got interested in craft beer. That was such a good time back then. It was like early two thousands up in Boston. A lot of Great brew pubs got turned on to a ton of new beer styles. There was just a, a lot of cool stuff going on up there. And uh, that was where I got interested in, in doing this and where I first started like just kind of fantasizing one day down the road doing something like this. And um, a few years after that, when uh, I had moved back to Connecticut, um, I took a family trip to, uh, to Austria to visit my sister who was studying abroad over there. And we ended up going to a whole bunch of beer halls and breweries. And that was really when, you know, myself and my dad started talking about doing something like that, which hadn't really, we hadn't, I mean, there weren't at that point, it was like 2008, 2009. There, there were probably less than 10 breweries in Connecticut. Um, you know, we went to one particular place that was just this huge beer hall. They had food vendors and just like incredible beer brewed on premise. And, we were just like, imagine if a place like this existed, you know, back, back home. So fast forward 10 years or so, and, and um, we, uh, we were able to kind of make it happen. A whole bunch of things had to happen along the way, but that was kind of right. the impetus for, for, for doing this. Right. That's awesome. And how did you come across the space? Because this is such a beautiful space. It's, it's so cozy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's also, you know, very, you know, you got a, an event room. It's, 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 it's large. It's large, cozy at the same time. Yeah. Um, so we, we, the, the, there's another business in this building, Riverside Fence, which, which, um, you know, we is a family business oh, okay. that, um, we've been in the building since 2013, 2014 around then. So I was working with the fence company at that point doing sales and project management and gotcha. stuff. And most of the building was used for offices and then a ton of, uh, workshop space where we're doing all the building. And we had a tenant, uh, a couple tenants as well. At one point, one tenant left, and there was about 2,500 square feet of open space. And that was kind of when we realized this could potentially be a really good place to, to, to try doing this thing. Very cool. So the, the footprint that we're in right now is a lot bigger than what we started with. Yeah. And what we started with was not, did not really resemble what we have now. I mean, it, we had to do a lot of work to kind of turn this industrial space into something that was a little more comfortable. Very but cool. that's kind of that's how we started here. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, because it's such a great spot right off Route Seven. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much going on. You know, so many people constantly traveling on this. Yeah, road and that and, was a huge reason why we yeah. figured it was worth <laughs> you know taking the risk. And, oh, hey, and look, a brewery. It. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forget the number, but it's something like twenty thousand cars a day uh, on weekdays drive by here. Oh yeah. So it's yeah. Oh yeah. It's high wild. visibility, which is nice. Yeah, been, yeah, yeah. Been very helpful. Yeah, that's that's really really cool. 
So talk to me about the beer garden. Let's talk about that. Let's get to that. Let, let's let's get right out to that. So how did you, you know, how did you come across, you know, not across the space, but decide yeah. on the space and the area? And um, I'm sure there was a lot involved as, as far as clearing the space yeah. and everything like that. So <laughs> what was that like? What was that process like getting uh, getting the beer garden going? Uh, so we had all this this unused space that was not really uh, land that would be easy to build anything on. And we didn't want to invest the money or have the money to invest to build any new buildings. So, but, you know, after, after COVID and everything and after seeing how much we really, you know, um, needed to do something outside, uh, we realized that we could kind of do this unusual setup where on the other side of our parking lot, we could clear out this space that was all kind of ugly and overgrown with invasives and everything and, and do this, do this nice beer garden space and also have it be kind of something that goes along with our mission of trying to uh, create uh, more sustainable practices in, in both our building, you know, we do the solar panels and everything. And, um, you know, we, we've created this pollinator meadow out there, cleared the land of all just these nasty invasive shrubs and everything and tried to tried to really beautify it and, and do something nice. So that's kind of kind of where we, uh, you know, the impetus came from. That's cool. Yeah. And, you know, you guys have thought of everything. I, I say it so much. I, I said it to a bunch of, uh, a bunch of, you know, the people who work for the, the brewery, you know, when they're out there, I'm like, man, you guys have thought of everything. Like every little area, there's, there's something that, you know, uh, is, is useful to, to someone in some way, you know, whether a dog with the, you know, the yeah. water bowls or just, you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah. like the little things, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So it's very cool. And, then you also have that really awesome beer truck out there, yeah. which is super cool uh, with all the taps and everything like that. And yeah. people just, you know, just so easy, just go right up. So it's like two different spaces. You know, do you want to be inside? Do you want to be outside? Yeah. You know, sort of, sort of how you, you know, how you feel. And, and um, yeah. So how did, uh, how did it come together, uh, you know, with, uh, with Jeff? So I know Jeff and, you know, you guys decide to partner up and, and have his food truck be there, you know, whenever the beer garden or wherever the brewery is open. So yeah. how did that sort of come together? Uh, Jeff's been coming and serving at, at Nod Hill even before he had a food truck for a little while. So like three, at least three yeah, years. at least three years, even yeah. before he had the permits for the food trucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and, and so we kind of developed a relationship, you know, over, over the past few years. We've done some events over at Jeff's restaurant in Bethel, at Taproot, and, um, I don't know, I think we just worked together really well. First of all, we loved his food. You know, that was just, that's, oh, yeah. The big, that was the biggest thing. And, um, you know, uh, we've just had a good time working together. And, and, uh, I feel like, you know, we can kind of, we can communicate really well. And, and, you know, when we have certain things we're doing on the beer side of things or on the event side of things, you know, uh, Jeff's always been really great with, uh, coming up with very complimentary things on the food side. So it's, it's nice. And it's a good, I, I feel like it's a good symbiotic kind of relationship here we're not restaurant or food people at Nod Hill we've had to definitely have a crash course in hospitality <laughs> it's not really a, like my background all that much um, but thankfully we're not operating a kitchen and because uh, right. I don't think we do a very good job at that <laughs> so that's been nice to be able to kind of outsource that and um, you know uh, and yeah so I and, and couldn't ask for a better partner to to do it with than, than Jeff. Yeah, okay. no, yeah, no, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, Jeff is great. 
Taproot's great. Um, everything Jeff does is touches is gold, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> but <Close>. uh, no. <laughs> but so Jeff, uh, talk about the food truck. What can people expect? Uh, what's the name of the food truck for for those that maybe don't know? And um, yeah, yeah, eventually we'll have some names on the actual truck. Uh, we've been asking more and more to get uh, get some uh, labels, but uh, the food truck is called On the Fly. Um, it started in the, um, in the kitchen of Taproot where, uh, more as an early menu while we were running the regular Taproot menu, we would kind of do like this. It, it was more to be compliment to the cinema that was there to kind of have like more fast, casual food, fried chicken, uh, burgers, you know, things like that with that, you know, somebody could come in really quick before they were going to a movie and, uh. Just grab something quick and easy. And then, you know, right before the pandemic, uh, I decided to kind of, uh, I had a buddy of mine who helped us invest into a food truck. And uh, th- we just decided to kind of translate it to that's now on the fly. And, you know, the whole idea of it was to kind of just cook what we wanted, help out Taproot a little bit. We had this kitchen that we were only running, you know, five days a week. So we had two days to prep, use it as a commissary, plus run Taproot and everything. Um, and then... Obviously, the pandemic happened, and that kind of we had a bunch of events booked for June, July, September, and that all went to hell. So, so uh, you know, when Dave approached us with the idea, and we did some events when they had the outdoor, um, the parking lot beer garden uh, last summer, um, we did some things. I think it was fairly successful. They did a great job. I mean, it was always packed, which was awesome. Cool. So, uh, when they approached us to cook you know again like he said you know we had a really good relationship in the past of right. just working together trying to always do pop-ups you know we use their we, we have their beer at taproot and we just love their beer as one of the local brewers it's one of our favorites so yeah i feel like who doesn't have not hill yeah. beer you can find it like everywhere now it's super cool um really cool and it's and it's it's so good cool like well, i feel like you. more and more people uh you know everywhere i go are just like not hill not hill not hill and it's just so cool to see uh, yeah. you guys really, really crushing it. Yeah, and, and part uh, of that is is definitely like a lot of the effort we put in last year to um, yeah uh, to really push it out there and open new accounts. And I mean, I have to give a lot of credit to to our sales manager too, Chris Greeny, who is just like like a Superman of sales and is just out there all the time, pounding the pavement and and making relationships. So that's why you see it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, other than the fact that we feel it's a really good product, great product. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was our best contribution. Is we introduced the two. That is true. That is true. <laughs> we yeah. worked with Chris in the past, and honestly, he's a local Bethel guy, and he's just an awesome dude. Yeah, so he's great. He's when great. Uh, w- this is when we were kind of cooking in the back before our food truck, uh, Dave came to me. He's like, "Hey, do you know anybody?" And I, he's the first person who came to mind. He has the background, plus he has the personality to just be. He's just an awesome guy, right? Yeah. So, and it looks to me like the marriage has lasted for a bit, and I think it's pretty oh, yeah. successful. So, yeah, yeah. no props yeah. to the sales team. I mean, yeah, yeah. you got to have a good, you know, for sure. And yeah, it's, so that's been huge for us. Yeah, you know, and I, uh, I was doing all the sales at first, like for the first two years we were open, and deliveries, and um, you know, it was just I, I could only do. There's only so many hours in a day, and I could only do so much, and and you know. Got it out there to a few accounts, driving around in my CRV with kegs and everything, and it got to a point where it was just like, "There's not going to be any growth here if it's just me doing it." So yeah, yeah, it's been great having and somebody. You don't have a good product, or you know, without good brewers. So definitely mm. talk to me about your, you know, the dream team you got going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so our head brewer, uh, Kyle Kyle Akenauer, 
He's um he came on board very early. Uh, he's he's um we kind of we 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 met each other via the pro brewer forums. We kind of put the word out. This is like a little over a year before we we ended we opened, and we put the word out that we were looking for a a you know brewer with professional experience because even though I had been home brewing for ten years or so, right, I uh, didn't want to stake the business on uh, the. The kind of beer that I was able to make personally. Um, so we we found Kyle. He he came to us from um, a brewery in like Binghamton area in New York. Oh, cool! Where very cool brewery, but they were like kind of on the nano side of things, like just doing five barrel batches. Gotcha. He was looking to go somewhere where there was a little more potential for growth, and wanted to get out of the area. And uh, we really lucked out with him. He's just like super detail oriented, very hardworking. We have very similar palates, the kind of beer that we like to to drink. And and uh, so I learned a lot from him because the first year before we opened, we were just we had a little pilot system. We were doing half barrel batches on kind of developing recipes and stuff. And him and I were working together on all that. And uh, even though we've kind of gone on to brew like over a hundred different beers since we opened, several of those. Uh, beers like Geo Bunny and Ace of Wands, those are beers that we were brewing a bunch of batches of, like 2016, 2017. Gotcha. You know, developing. So it's nice to see that they're still in the repertoire and people like them. Yeah. No, I mean, just great, great brewers. Um, and yeah. I remember, I remember hearing when Kyle uh, came from New York. I was like, oh, cool. You know, it was almost like uh, like getting a free agent. Yeah. Uh, and a signing or something like that, yeah, Taking, totally. you know, bringing his talents down to down to Connecticut, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> and he's kind of done. He, we have you know, we have four people now, including him, that are that are working in the in the brew house awesome. day, day in day out. And uh, he's done a really good job training people. Like Cat, uh, uh, one of, one of our other brewers, kind of came to us. She had a little bit of experience, some like wine experience, some home brewing experience, and now she's like, you know overseeing brew days and just you know doing almost pretty much everything that kyle does and uh it's all like i mean she's awesome but also kyle's done a really really great job training her and and, and everything so that's you know, awesome yeah yeah we're really yeah it was it was cool it was cool coming through the door and just you know smelling all the the nice smells of them doing their yeah. thing back there and yeah and uh you know hearing the the noises and everything like that yeah it's just you know yeah it's they're cool, busy man. back there uh, you know, powerhouse brewery man doing its yeah. thing. I love it. <laughs> you yeah. know, and one other thing about Not Hill that's super cool that I definitely want to touch on is uh, the can designs. You know, the can art, mm -hmm. and uh, because one cool thing about Not Hill um, than other places is like you know when it's Not Hill because you look and you're like, oh, that art looks, you know, oh, Not Hill, and like yeah. it's cool. Like you, you know, Not Hill. Like it's it's very identifiable, which is cool. Yeah. Um, where some places, you know, a bunch of different can art and. You know, you're like, what's that? You know, you really have to like, but you know, not hell. You see it right away, and you're like, boom, that's what I want. Like literally, yeah. when I go to my local spot, they have a, um, you know, one of those walk-in coolers. You know, but it's see-through. So I look, and if they got, you know, if I see the not hell lined up at the yeah. top, I'm like, boom, there it is, and I just walk right in and grab it. <laughs> it's beautiful. So definitely talk to me about um, the art and just the idea behind, uh, you know, yeah. The, um, I mean, like I that. think you you nailed it. I mean, that was a the what we intended to do from day one, just make something that was easily recognizable. So even if you didn't see the name, you knew who it was from the artwork, you know, and from the design. So 
when we first, you know, before we opened, we started doing that kind of designing our logo and all that with a guy named Brian Steely, who's an excellent artist. Yeah. Um, I had first heard about him seeing him do design work for, um, what's the name of the brewery? Holy Mountain uh, Brewing Company, okay. which is a great brewery out uh, on the West Coast. Um, and really loved the artwork he did for them. And then I went on to find out he, his main gig is doing like concert posters and stuff. And he's done concert posters for Fish and My Morning Jacket and Old Crow Medicine Show and all these oh, ba- wow. really great bands that I also That's love. That's awesome. Uh, and um, just kind of reached out to him on a whim. And lo and behold, he was like totally down to work with, with us, which was really great. And just a really... Another guy that's really easy to work with, really easygoing and, and super creative. And so we had, a, we, you know, when we first opened, we, we weren't, we, we got into canning a few of our beers. We were working with a mobile canner. So we did that within the first few months we opened and we kind of just had two can designs. It was uh, Geo Bunny and Super Mantis and he did those two designs for us. And as things kind of progressed, we, you know, had such a demand for, packaging more and more of our beer in cans that we ended up getting our own canning line uh, about a year after we we first opened. And at that point, we realized that, you know, we didn't just have to can double IPAs and IPAs. You know, there was kind of a demand if we could do these lower quantity canning runs of beers like the one we're drinking, like a Dark Mild or a, or a Belgian Single or whatever. Uh, beers that you weren't really seeing in, in cans at that point. So... What Brian did for us, which was really cool, is he did kind of a generic dis- label design yeah. that we could plug in different colors and different, you know, names of the beer or whatever into. And um, very cool. That way, you know, so I, I usually do the do that kind of, you know, design work the after the fact stuff. Oh, cool. That, you know, that he uh, based on the design, the original designs that he did. And it's given us a chance to just kind of like make a very unified kind of um lineup of beers where you do you do see the you know you see it right on the shelf and you recognize it yeah and and regardless of what beer it is or what style it is yeah 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 the logo is sweet too um and i remember i remember when uh super mantis and geobunny uh first came out Mm -hmm. i actually think i got the first of both and cans at yankee wine and spirits my buddy chris siski yeah Um, yeah yeah. that's my buddy he he was one of the uh I think he was like episode like nine or ten on the show. Like oh, he cool. was one of like the very early ones yeah. on the show. And yeah, he's I great. actually just saw him recently. Um, but I, I remember that. I, I totally remember mm-hmm. uh, when when the drop came and yeah. uh, he's like, "It's here!" And because I was so you know I was so excited and and I just remember being like, "Wow, these guys are gonna be yeah big." We're lucky. I mean, we kind of that was so that was like beginning of 2018, and I feel like then it was still like. You know, the can thing was still like, oh, a new new IPA came out in cans, and it was like a special thing. And you know, when we did the rela- release here, a bunch of people came and we like lined up, and it was so cool that we were able to like capture that moment because it's it's not like that anymore. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, so it was right. nice that we were you know we able to able to see a little bit of that. Yeah, know? it's true though. It's yeah. true. You don't you don't see that too much anymore, but. Yeah, but it's all right. I mean, I mean, everything's like a wave. Like it'll next thing you yeah. know, it'll be a big thing again. No, like, and, and the way things are now is is great. I mean, there you know, there's yeah. so much variety available. Um, and like I said, I mean, we're able to do these small runs like a beer like this that we know is not going to be a huge seller, but the people that like this kind of beer, yeah, are talk love to, it. Talk to me about the beer we're drinking. 
Uh, so this is a beer called Entrum. It's a English style uh, dark mild mm. that uh, we brew maybe every three months or so. It's so good. Um, yeah, it's a nice like three and a half percent low ABV, uh, kind of dark amber, light brown kind of beer, traditional English style. Um, you know, it's like Jeff was saying before before he tried to taste it. It's like. It looks like it's going to be dark and heavy, but really, it's actually just kind of tasty and lighter on the palate, and something yeah, you can Jeff. drink a lot of. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, huh? It's it's great. I I love a lot of their beers for that. Like Magic Mailbox is probably one of my favorite ones they do. Yeah, Magic yeah, Mailbox. I, I, I don't is good. drink the heavier style beers or the IPAs. I'm more on the uh, obviously being a chef. I like more food friendly beers. Right. And a lot of stuff they do. I mean, their IPAs and everything are still fantastic. We carry a couple at Taproot. But their lighter beers is what I love. It's just because, like the Asa Wands you mentioned before, it's just a, it's just a great beer on its own. But then it also doesn't overpower food, which is nice. Something like this, yeah. where you want a little bit of darker the, those roasty uh, notes and everything that yep. what is traditionally like, would be a heavier beer. You get that with this, but you can still eat food where it's not going to overpower what you're trying to yeah. do. Uh, and, and, and like Dave said, it's just nice to sit here and drink it and not feel like you're going to walk out of here. Uh, you know, stumbling around, you know, it's just like yeah. a nice just sipper, you know? Right. Yeah, low ABVs I feel yeah. like are more in now than they used to be. I feel like the craze was like 12%, 13%. Yeah. Like how yeah. much percentage can we put in a beer and, and so <laughs> and you know, to the point where people can't taste it. Because some yeah. of them you really can. Like yeah. next yeah. thing you know, you're like three in you're like, trying to out hop each other and, and everything like, and it yeah. just became more I think bitter that part than of that is like a is because because of a lot of the people that drank that beer before are getting getting a little older. Yeah, I, could, I mean, speaking for myself, you know, like starting to realize it's yeah, like it's not things are the same 2012, 2013, like just drinking tons <laughs> of double IPAs, right? And now, like you know, I, I, it's it definitely feels a little bit better to right to slow down the pace a bit, yeah, <laughs> and still be able to enjoy a few beers. You no, know? exactly. I mean, I'm a Pilsner guy. Um, like like my buddy Miguel Rivas, uh, who came on the show, he's like a big time uh, uh, you know, beer photography guy and big in the you know, in the craft beer industry and him and i when i had him on him and i were just talking about like how much we love pilsners because they're just so easy to drink yeah you know if you you know the, for those who do it then do them right like they taste just so good and yeah and they're yeah. just ah oh, like there's nothing like a good pilsner yeah i, I don't know just love love pilsners yeah <laughs> especially you guys <laughs> whenever i see what was it that uh that pilsner you just had uh recently with the um uh, uh, with the guitar on it. Uh, oh, uh, Giddy Up. Giddy Up, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that that's is incredible. That is incredible. Yeah. And it's it's so, I, I got, I should have got more. I got one four pack of it, uh, my local spot. Brought it home. Amazing. I think it was like, the, like I don't know, four or five days later, I was trying to look for it again for the weekend. Yeah. And uh, gone. Just wiped. Because, you know, because people know. People yeah. know it's good. That style, I think, is really like, it's popular right now because it it is crisp and it's just, and easy to drink, but it does have like that hop character as well. So I love you it all get the time, the even in the worlds, even yeah. in the winter. I love it all the time. Yeah, I love. It. I mean, especially summer. Obviously, we're gonna have a, another batch of it in two or three weeks. Oh. So, yeah, keep an eye out. Beautiful. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely beautiful. Just for me. No, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> oh man, but uh, but no, not not Hill is great. Not Hill is great. What? Um, you know, what are some things that people can ex- expect? So I understand that, you know, Jeff is here, some other, you know, sometimes yeah. some other food, food trucks come. Yeah. We've um, been doing, uh, like another food truck every Saturday. So okay, cool. we've been, especially, you know, the weather's been really nice these past couple months. So we've been, when the weather's nice, we're, we're really hopping out there in the beer garden. So we've been, we've been able to have a couple trucks here 
and uh, offer that variety, which is cool, and uh, make sure everybody gets fed. Yeah. You know, and uh, so yeah, if you come here on a Saturday, as long as you know, if the weather's really crappy out, we're we're closed out there. But if if you come on a nice Saturday, there'll be a few trucks here. We always have a live band on Saturday night outside, and uh, yeah, we've you know sometimes we have some other fun stuff going on. We got a guest brewery coming uh, this Saturday. Uh, Hog River Brewing is coming down to. We'll have a couple guest taps with them and. You know, so we try, especially this time of year with all the Oktoberfest stuff going on, we try to try to keep it interesting and do some fun stuff. Yeah, and then uh, and then Jeff gets his spatula and he chases the other food truck away down the street. <laughs> no man, no, I welcome kidding. it. I, I tell kidding. you, they on Saturdays we are so busy. Oh, I'm sure. From the second we open, uh, I mean, eleven thirty, there's people already like kind of waiting for you to open at twelve, and then it's just Saturdays are nuts. So having that extra truck and then. I mean, I only have a 14 by 7 truck, so you can only hold so much. And, right. You know, so I don't feel as bad running out by 7, 38 o'clock of food. Because <laughs> there's always a truck that's there to, you know, still kind of accommodate the guests and everything. And uh, I, I love it. And I like talking to them. I like introducing myself to some of these guys. Because uh, I'm new to the food truck thing. So I don't really have, you know, I don't know a lot of these guys in the community. And they teach me stuff, you know. Like, I, I know restaurant, you know. And, you know, changing the mentality from... Cooking at a restaurant to cooking on a food truck is a completely different ballgame. Uh, so talking to these guys and how they do things, how to prepare for stuff, and it's helped me. I think I've grown a little bit as a food truck vendor, as you know, as opposed to a restaurant guy, you know. And so I, I welcome it, I, and I like working with them, you know. And I try to have things that are different. So like, you know, sometimes I'll run a burrito on the thing, but if I know Grunion's going to be here, Green Grunion's going to be here, <laughs> I'm not going to put a burrito on because a there's is going to be better than mine. <laughs> And B, you know, I don't want to, what's the point of selling the same product? You know, it's just, you know, so we try to. It's so funny you mentioned that. I was literally just going to say, I saw Paul, Paul Mannion yesterday. Did you? Green yeah. I was going to say like food truck OGs. Like I saw Paul yesterday. Yeah. He says hi, by the way. Um, yeah, Paul's and, great. Uh, you know, I've he'll be him. on the show soon. So that'll be fun. Cool. Yeah. I've yeah known he's going to be here this Saturday. So. Yeah. We'll have a night. His, yeah. his burritos. Yeah. They're great. Oh, so baby. why would I compete with that? Oh, and, baby. and it just gives another option for me to do something. Right now, we're very Oktoberfest heavy on the uh, menu. Yeah. Because obviously, we're running that for about a month here. I think it ends October 10th or so. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, we'll still have some talk dishes. To me, talk to me about the pork sandwich. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I, I don't know German food very well. Um, but you fake it my really sister great. who lives in <laughs> My sister who lives in Berlin... Um, she always sends me pictures when she goes to these festivals in Munich. That's or so whatever. cool. Your sister lives in Berlin. My, my sister lives in Berlin, oh, and she's always sending me dishes we should do. And I don't cook, you know, European. I don't cook uh, German. So this was the perfect time, uh, you know, when Dave said he's doing Oktoberfest. First thing I did is like sent a message out to her. She was all excited. Sent me this whole uh, list of things back. So the pork sandwich was a dish she had in Munich, which was literally it's just pork shoulder. And then they get the skin extra crispy, so it's pork shoulder and crackling on a on a bun with sweet mustard. So I had to kind of do my version of it, and we you know we beer braised. The with truck the, out there. The truck <laughs> is out there. Yeah, I gotta move it soon with the rain coming. But uh, so we had to uh, you know we braised the pork shoulder in beer, and then we make uh, pork belly cracklings on top, and then oh. we make our own sweet mustard. So it's a take on what they do. But we use the Nod Hill beer to braise it, so that makes it gives it an extra love to oh it. Oh my gosh! Um, and I think it's a pretty good, uh, it's so good, pretty yeah. good sandwich. Yeah. Oh my it's gosh! Delicious. And the brat and just yeah. yeah, the brats are good. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, we, we try poo- to... In the poutine, people go crazy over that. Yeah, every now and then we'll throw something like that on the menu. I don't, again, I don't do poutine very often. It's that whole transition of trying to figure out what people want. You know, I, I got to get out of my mind. You know, at the restaurant, people come to eat my food. We're here, people are coming to drink Nod Hill beer and then have food as a supplement. You know, yeah. some people come for me for sure. But, you know, so it's trying to find a way not to feature me, but more feature the beer and have something that's still good for them to eat. So that's, that's one of the, things I have to learn as, you know, as a chef to kind of transition. It's also very kid-friendly, which every restaurant I've ever worked at, and including mine, I don't really cater to kids. So here I try to have, like, I always have a hot dog on the menu. I always have, you know, where I'm not really into. So the poutine is something where families can share. I have fries for the people. So throw some curds and a great gravy on top, and you're yeah. you know, pretty much set. And the black bean burger is cool because that, that also caters to people who have, you know... Yeah, who, well, who don't eat meat? The or black bean like burger, you know, that was kind of something that we could do in bulk. Um, I was making a lot of vegetarian dishes, but again, I'm thinking brewery. I, I like working with vegetables a lot. Obviously, I'm very farm friendly, very local oriented. But I would come up with these great, great vegetarian dishes, and they just wouldn't sell because, again, they're more taproot style vegetarian dishes. A- and I realized that doing something still vegetarian, like a bean burger, I could always have it. It's pretty easy to prepare, pretty easy to pick up, yet it's still beer-friendly. It's still kind of that, you know, it, it works well with the beer garden. I wouldn't serve it at Taproot, but it sells a lot here, and I could put some really great ingredients yeah. on it. And Shout out it. shout out Holbrook Farm. Yeah, not anymore. No. <laughs> I'm not there anymore. Oh, no? No. Oh. Well, I see. I see. You can st- shout him out all you I want. See, I see Stansy's there. Yeah, yeah he's, he still sources from there. I, I, we, we are no longer involved in Holbrook Farm. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, one thing, like I've been doing a uh, food running for Jeff and one thing a lot of people ask me is how long is the beer garden going to be open for? Yeah. So how long? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're intending to, to keep it open at least till the end of October. Uh, maybe, cool. maybe a little bit into November. Um, you know, it's, it's a really large space and we're kind of, uh, struggling with the idea of, even trying to heat heat it at all because um you know we've been a few things i mean we we have a lot if if anybody has ever been here on a saturday or a sunday they'll know like we have a lot of uh families that come with with young children and it's a really family friendly space and we're we're proud of that uh but because of that we really don't want to be doing any uh you know fire pits and etc as nice as that would be we've also been told by the the fire marshal not that we can't do that okay so we're kind of of the mentality like we want to keep this rocking we hope the weather is good we'll you know we're gonna see what we can do to to kind of warm people up as it gets cooler out there but we also have this new event space secondary tap room area that we haven't we've done a couple private events back there but we haven't opened it to the public yet so we're kind of like you know, when, when things naturally kind of run their course out there, then we open this space. And it's a lot of space. It's, you know, it's, it base, more than doubles the occupancy of our indoor area. So, and we have a lot of exciting things planned for back there. So I think that it's beautiful. even though it'll be a little sad when we have to close the beer garden for the season, people will, be, will, will love this new space and, and they'll, be, they'll be happy to, to come and hang out in there for, for the winter. Yeah, it's a beautiful space. It really yeah. is. And um, I think it's cool uh, that breweries are 
I've noticed that some are doing that. I know Reverie just opened an event yep. space. Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah it looks nice. and, I, and it's cool because then you guys can sort of uh, double up. You know, um, mm -hmm. you can keep the tap room open and make that money, and then you know have the event and do that. And sure, yeah, know, there's nothing yeah. better than nothing we've had to turn than... away a lot of uh, private events in the past because right. we don't really like the idea of closing on a Friday night or something to the public. We sure. want to always be open. Our posted hours are there. That's we're open to the public. So now we can do that, though. We can stay open in the tap room, for instance, and then we can have a big party going on in the back for people that want to want to rent out the space. So it's nice to be able to, to accommodate that. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. You know, I know there's always a best and a worst to everything, and I always like to ask my guests. So, you know, with owning a brewery and starting it and getting it going and everything that you do, you know, what are some of the best parts about it? And uh, what are some of the, you know, not the worst, but, you know, maybe just some of the hardest parts of, of what you do? Hmm. Uh, I would say the, the best thing about it for, for me personally is just like coming up with an idea, figuring out how to execute it, uh, making it happen, and then actually having people enjoy that idea, you know? Uh, not that every idea I've had has been something that's been <laughs> successful, but the ones that have, it's like the most gratifying feeling, you know? And we, we do a lot of... Um, live music here on Thursdays and Saturdays and I'm a musician as well so like I've kind of curated that whole side of things and that has been like super gratifying to to bring in bands and kind of figure out you know who we're going to book and everything and and then see people come out for the music all the time even if they don't know don't recognize the name or know who's playing they're they're coming out to just check it out because they know it's going to be quality so that kind of thing is has been really really great um I'd say the, the biggest challenge is, is definitely um, just like, it's kind of, I mean, the past year and a half has been hugely challenging, having to pivot all the time and really, uh, you know, just kind of come, come to work every day and have like a new problem to solve. And, you know, I mean, I think that goes with, uh, I guess it goes with the territory with this business. You know, it kind of feels like every day you're putting on an, a little bit of a show and uh, you got to kind of be prepared for that. And if you're not prepared, like it's not going to go that well. So there is like a kind of a constant level of underlying stress, I guess, that I, that I have been working on trying to deal with, with just making sure everything runs smoothly. And, and obviously, you know, the pandemic and everything definitely made that a lot more challenging, you know? Right. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I, I always like, I always like, you know, giving people's insight and everything, you know, like that because it, it, I'm always curious, you know, what it is that, you know, you know, makes people enjoy what they do or yeah. hung up on what they do and things like that. And I a lot like, of the things I enjoy about it are the same things that are stre stressful. <laughs> you know, it's like, and I'm sure, I'm sure Jeff can relate to that. Yeah. You know? No, I, I mean, I think we talked about it the last time. It is, you know, it's like, Usually the hardest, most stressful things become the most rewarding when they actually work out, you know, and right. I think, yeah. you know, putting all that time and effort, like Dave was saying, planning the bands and making sure that, I mean, th these guys are a little bit different than us because they have to plan months in advance for right. their beers, you know, and right. if they're experimenting with something new, they have a big barrel to fill and they got to, you know, it, you know, yep. so like something like that, but it's the same thing. You plan a dish at a restaurant or you plan something. And you think it's going to be really great and whatever, and then if it fails, it fails, and you're like, that's the stressful part—the money wasted, the time wasted, all that. 
But when things work out and you get that instant gratification of somebody saying, oh, man, that, that was awesome. You know, that was like then you get the joy out of it. You get the, you know, so I think it's very similar. You know, yeah. it usually and I think many people in business in general would say that the most stressful thing is that's what sucks. But then when it works out, it's fucking great. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. totally. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. That's that's how I feel with things that I do. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but in this podcast, I'm like, you know. It's cool to just have have gone this long and be able to, to you know sit here and chat with you guys and sure you know, especially since uh, the pandemic and everything like that but uh, but uh, you know when you're not you know when you're not here not hill when you're not yeah. running things which I'm I'm sure is is you know I'm sure you're here a lot I'm sure it's very very hectic but when you get some free time what do you like to do I know you have a band you can yeah. you know definitely talk about that and and yeah just, we've we've been we've been actually pretty busy these past couple months playing and stuff um, which has been great. Um, cool. You know, I think everybody has craved a little bit of live music after not really having it for a year. So we've we've had a lot of private parties and festival gigs and all that kind of thing. That's what I love doing when I'm, you know, when I'm not doing stuff brewery related, just playing music and hanging out with my friends that I play music with and having a good time and and then also you know hanging out at home with my wife and you know having the family time and stuff. So that's, Very cool. that's important too. So. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. No, I totally agree. I'd be remiss if I didn't say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, of course. And in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so what does the, the future here hold for Not Hill? So we're just just keep keep doing just keep on the path, keep keep doing right, keep doing what you're doing and Yeah, I mean we're we've kind of we 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 feel like we've kind of like uh we've done a lot this past year as far as expansion of the of the on the premises here so now it's like learning how to operate efficiently you know learning how to make the spaces uh run smoothly uh from a staffing standpoint and and from a a procedural standpoint that's kind of the phase we're in now uh you know and we're still you know figuring out how this back room is going to operate when we're open to the public and so on so you know, we, we've kind of, uh, you know, put a lot on our plates uh, and it took a lot of work to get all that done. So now we're kind of figuring out how to run it. Um, I think we're done with any expansion as far as that that side of things goes, like front of house side of things goes here for, you know, I don't want to say forever, but definitely for a while. Um, you know, our, we do have more capacity in our, in our as far as space in the, in the brewery goes. So that's that's something I think that, you know, we can we can self-distribute to the entire state of Connecticut. So we there's still a lot of potential for us to get beer out there. I mean, probably about seventy-five percent of our of our distribution is here in Fairfield County. So, you know, we get out to new to you know, a little bit down to New Haven, a little up to Hartford, Litchfield, but we could do a lot more, I think, and, and get the beer out to more people. So that's gonna be, I think, the focus over the next two, three years, you know seeing how we how much we need to grow uh adding tanks here and there so um you know it's a ni- it's it feels good to have gotten where where we are now because there's not really any huge expansions we have to do on the horizon to to kind of get to that point where we have a little more beer we're pumping out awesome yeah that's very cool yeah and i know you know speaking of you know so there's the beer garden we were outside and, um, you know, when you come inside the tap room, there's also space to be outside. 
yeah. uh, from yeah. within here on mm-hmm. the on the deck. And yeah. it's really, really awesome. And you got the it's so cool with the garage door that, that you can come up. Yeah, and, yeah. And we try to we try to keep that deck space open as close to year round as possible. We have yeah. a, like a cover we put over it and some heaters and stuff. So yeah. unless it's like fifteen degrees out, we you know, we definitely have to keep it closed. But like usually we can keep that that deck, which you know, has get about twenty five people or so out there. Um, so yeah, there's plenty of plenty of different uh, atmospheres to enjoy when you when you come here. I think yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. That's excellent. Very very good. Mm-hmm. You know, Not Hill is just such a great space, such a great brewery. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget the first time I came here. Uh, like like you were saying, it was a little little smaller than it is now. Yeah, um, but it was cool. Like you know, live music and um, local artists would would come out and mm-hmm. and would be here and everything like that and. Yeah, just such a great, such a great meeting meetings place. I mean, met yeah. so many people here. Um, used to work uh, nearby, uh, down the street, and mm-hmm. uh, just such a great spot. And then having you know Jeff Tavy here and doing his thing and everything yeah. like that. It's it's just such a great space to to come and hang out local, cool. right off Route Seven. Nice I mean, to hear. Yeah, yeah. It just it doesn't you know it doesn't be it. So you you must be you guys must be really proud. Yeah, we're really. I mean, we're really happy. We're enjoying. it. It's nice to see. Uh, a lot of people come in here and, and have a good time. It really is. That's like the most gratifying thing. So hopefully, uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff planned for more fun things with live music and with, you know, doing trivia and this and that as we as we kind of get into the winter months uh, and open this new space. So I think that anybody that has enjoyed coming here in the past will continue to enjoy it. And, and hopefully we have some new, fun, exciting things that, that people people like. Yeah, so people should should always be looking at the social media and the website, right? Because yeah, we guys, try to keep that pretty updated. You guys have events because you guys got events that are, yeah. that are popping up all the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, every Thursday and Sunday, or I'm sorry, every Thursday and Saturday night, we always have music. So that's something you can count on. You know, we, we put a, a, a different uh, cask, cask ale on every uh, Thursday night. So that's something that's cool for people that are into that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, we just try to, we try to keep those kind of regularly scheduled interesting things going on so people always know they can come out and there's something happening yeah very cool isn't it great here jeff i love it what do you got what do you got what do you got to add he he said it all you know (laughs) i'm just doing my part you know (laughs) trying to you know again try to get better with the truck try to switch up some dishes and uh once oktoberfest ends we'll probably get a little bit more into some asian stuff yeah, uh, a little bigger soups, things like that. Ramen, cool. of course. I'll bring back my ramens. Oh, we got, uh, we got some ramen months, coming right? in. Possibly, possibly. Oh my you never know. Oh my yes, god, I got to revisit. Uh, and then we'll, we'll kind of. I think Dave and I have spoken, uh, you know, in the past. Hopefully, if you know, if there's no parties in the back or whatever, maybe some random pop ups here and there where we're cooking out of the truck and selling some tickets for things using oh, yeah. beers and pairings. Yeah, we're definitely doing that. Um, yeah, again, it's just an awesome, you know, I think it's just two like-minded people or actually groups that really kind of, I, 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 I enjoy it. I, and, you know, like working with people like this where it's just constantly growing the Connecticut food scene, beer scene, whatever, and uh, kind of just, you know, organically doing whatever you can do to kind of make this better better place to hang out, you know, working together. I, I'm not a big fan of competition, you know, it's just more about working together and growing things the right way you know so yeah i don't really have much to add i think uh you guys tackled it and it's an awesome space to come hang out at and and really enjoy some really cool stuff awesome and you know for people that don't know uh uh you know the hours or when you guys Mm -hmm. are open stuff like that 
uh, just, you know, what are the hours? When are you open? And where can people find you guys on social media and sure. all that good stuff? Uh, so we're open Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, we're open 4 to 9. Friday, Saturday, 12 to 10. And Sunday, 12 to 7. Um, we're easy to find on social media. It's just Nod Hill Brewery, at Nod Hill Brewery on Instagram, Facebook.com slash Nod Hill Brewery, uh, com. Uh, all those, the website and, and social media and everything, we try to keep that updated on a daily or every other day kind of basis with with what's going on. We have an, an email list that you can sign up to on our website as well that we shoot out a weekly email that's uh, that's got all the all the things t- to know for what we're doing for the week. Awesome. So, and anyone who follows the um, On The Fly Food Truck IG page, probably follow Nod Hill because he's a lot better at it than posting <laughs> than me. I don't post, unfortunately. I got to get better at that, but... He posts my menu more often than I do. So you got to get like a social Nod media Hill. intern. I, yeah, I got to I got to find someone who's free to just post stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm not really tech savvy at all. So uh, follow Nod Hill, and more times than not, you'll see what's going on on the truck. Yeah, I was I was gonna say, Jeff. Uh, I'm terrible at it. For, I know. I, I that's my goal is to get better at that. Just come down and eat his food. Just you don't need to see a picture. Whatever of you it. eat is probably gonna be pretty good. And then, real quick, for those who you know. Obviously, definitely go back, listen to episode 46 so you can get a better idea of Jeff Tavey and, and you know, where he where he came from and where he cut his teeth and, and to where he is today. Uh, really, really great episode. Um, but, you know, just real quick, Jeff, for those that don't know, uh, you know, you have Taproot and everything. Just let them know where they can find you. I I mean, you follow us at uh, taproot underscore CT dot com on uh, Instagram or on the fly food truck. And that's also on Facebook, and that's that's where you cool. find me. And then Jeff Tavy on Instagram too. You can follow, uh, oh, Jeff, follow Tavey Jeff on, on Instagram. Instagram too. Yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. my personal life, my kids. Yeah, uh, yeah, things like that. I usually try to keep them separate, but you're welcome <laughs> to follow me. I probably won't follow back though. Uh, <laughs> I got some cute kids, so you like some of the pictures. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Well. Listen, guys, thank you so much for coming on. This is yeah. really great. Thanks for having uh, us. Uh, with David K, co-founder of Not Hill Brewing Company. you got to ask his favorite pizza in New Haven. Chef That's Jeff Tavey. Ta- well. <laughs> I was getting there. Jeez. <laughs> sorry. Unbelievable. Sorry. Took over the podcast. See, this is I why, apologize. See, this is why, why Jeff and I can never have a podcast together. <laughs> right. No, I'm just kidding. We should, though. Jeff squared would be great. <laughs> but, trying, um, dude. Trying to get there. But, uh, but no... Uh, uh, you know, it's it's so great to chat with you guys. It's so great yeah. to be here. It's been a lot of fun. You can catch me food running for Jeff on Fridays if um, you know if, if the weather cooperates and everything like that. And uh, I've been having a lot of fun just hanging with you and doing that, and watching you do your thing, and and just watching this beautiful beer garden and space come together and the community come together and really enjoy themselves. I mean, people here are having a great time. I cool. mean, with the beer and the food, and everyone is always just so happy. It's like so cool and. It's fun to. It's nice to see that, yeah. Yeah, and it's fun For to sure. just be a little, little, uh, little droplet and all that, just you know, watching it all happen. And so, like Jeff was saying, one thing I like to ask my guests before they go is, you know, <laughs> Connecticut. We're known for our pizza. Yeah, you know that's that's kind of our thing, especially New Haven. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely great pizza other than just New Haven. I mean, we know absolutely. This. Um, yeah. Shout out, good old days, Matt Stanzak. That's my buddy. And <laughs> yes, and one um, of the best. You know, so when you're in New Haven. Uh, you know, whenever that may be, uh, whether it was recent, if it wasn't, uh, yeah. whatever. I mean, not everyone can just jump over New Haven like all the time and just like uh, get have a pizza. I wish I could 
be down there more often. Yeah, see, that's yeah, what I, I right. Love it down there. Me too. And yeah. um, but you know, when you're down there, when you've been down there, and just not there, but just maybe outside of there, yeah. uh, what are some great places you like to get pizza? I mean, Sally's is my favorite. Okay, yeah, pizza. Yeah, okay. but definitely honorable mention to um, to bar. Bar's got great. Pizza. I do like bar. Yeah, and it's and it's usually you know it's not as like much of a hassle to wait in line there and everything. Um, hey, there he is. <laughs> Robert K. <laughs> What's up? Taping a podcast. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> Look at that. Look who just came in. Robert K. In the building. One of the other co-founders of Not Hill. There he is. In the flesh. <laughs> Give him the mic, Jeff. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so that's awesome. And what are some... Uh, um, I don't know, what are some local? Do you have a, like a local spot? Where I mean, like, you mentioned good old days. That's like local. become my local spot because I. That's live right. In you're Newtown. in Newtown, so uh, gotcha. you know. Well, I've gotten their pizza there many a time, and sometimes like like this past Sunday, my m- wife and I went there for. Uh, we we're like, oh, let's just go out for a cocktail, four o'clock in the afternoon, whatever. I'm not going to get any pizza. You know, we got dinner plans, but sure enough, we ended up getting pizza. You oh, walk you in go- there and just like oh the smell, yeah, oh, unbelievable, yeah. So they're oh. great. I mean, Newtown has a lot of good good pizza. I we also love. Uh, I mean, been going to my place for, oh, for yeah. ages and good Same. pizza there. Good pizza at New Asylum, who are our buddies, uh, the brewery up there. So uh, yeah, we're we're spoiled for for pizza. That's for sure. And then with restaurants, I like to do a two. I like to do two part. You know, what are some restaurants that you like to go to? I'm, I'm always curious because some every once in a while someone will tell me a place I've never heard of or never been, and so yeah. Um, well, I mean, we love going to to Jeff's uh, to Taproot. I mean, that's the that's uh, Taproot a, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Since uh, since you know for the past few years, that's one of our favorite places to go to. Very cool. I'm trying to think of some other spots that uh, we we recently were up in. Uh, this is like a couple months ago. We went to we were up in Litchfield and went to uh, at the corner. Yes, excellent spot. Oh Love my gosh! There. Yeah, had an amazing meal. Chef Carlos Perez, friend of the show. Oh yeah, oh we cool. Had him on. I went up there. I met him. Great yep. guy. Really yeah. great guy. Just he's, to, he's, got to make it up there. He's killing yeah. it up there. It's just I mean everything about we'll the place go. is cool. You know, historical building, really cool vibe inside, and all the food is just ridiculous. Yeah, really, really good. No, it's so good. Yeah, he's doing he's doing great and. Uh, a new spot is opening next to it. Um, oh, I heard something about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tacos, so, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be cool, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to going back up there soon. Yeah. I just spoke to him recently. He's like, yeah, come on up. Love to see you. So I'm like, cool. Yeah. Go back up there, see him again, eat some of his great food. Have but, you um, talked to um, the other place that comes to mind that has been you know favorite of mine for a while, and we have their truck here often as well as is, is Walrus. Walrus. Oh, Walrus and Carp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. down in Westport. Gotcha. Um, and in, used to be in Black Rock, R.I.P., but uh, right. that's another spot that's just can't go wrong. Really, right. really nice cool guys atmosphere. In this business. Yeah, There's super Joe. nice guy. Yeah. Joe. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah, he's awesome. Good guy to talk to. Definitely. Lots to chat with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to chat. Pretty soon, I'm going to be chatting with uh, Casey from Blind Rhino. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, cool. Um, I really nice. love Blind Rhino. They, yeah. they uh, played him in softball in Norwalk. But, um, but, anyways, so nice to chat with you guys. Yeah, um, absolutely. Really, really great. Uh, I can't wait to wrap this up and either head to At the Corner or the Big E. So if you guys are ready, hop in my car. And we'll... <laughs> are you really heading up there? No, no, no. <laughs> but, uh, but wouldn't that be awesome? We're on our, we're, that's it. We're packing up. We're gonna head. We're gonna take off to the Big E. 
Dave, Jeff, and I, and um, I'll it. be on the truck tonight. We're gonna have a great. <laughs> we're gonna have a great night. So we're bringing the truck to the Big East. Bring, so right, that, we're now pulling it. We're pulling it right outside the. We parking actually lot sent gate, a bunch so. of beer up to the Big E uh, two years ago. It was such a random thing, but they have a, you know they have a, like a tent for every state or at yes. least every state in New England or whatever. Yeah. Um, through our the distributor we were working with at the time up in Massachusetts, like ordered a ton of kegs from us and. Oh, so we've our beer's been there, the biggie. That's awesome. It's a great event. <laughs> yeah. It's a great event. Well, anyway, so nice to talk to you guys. And uh, thanks for having us. Can't wait yeah. to have you. You know, we'll definitely, we should definitely do this again soon. And uh, Sounds have good. a great day, my friends. Thanks, man. Huge thanks once again to my guests on the podcast today, David Kay and Chef Jeff Tavy. Thank you both so much for sitting down with me at Knot Hill. The partnership is incredible, and so is the food the beer, and the vibe. You guys are great dudes, and I look forward to watching you both continue to crush it for the fine folks of Connecticut. Yet again, another episode of Sweeten Up is in the books. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate your feedback. As a reminder, you can play the podcast with the help of your smart speaker by simply saying, play the podcast Sweeten Up with Jeff Spencer. Thank you as always to my best friends, the guys who make it all possible, post-production and music Morgan Luzzi, production and art director Kurt Vinci, editor and writer Nick Passacretta, and a big thanks as always to Devin Sapelli. My guests on the podcast next week, another duo, are Laura Karam and Bev Campari. Laura and Bev are the duo that make up Unlocking Connecticut, one of the hottest, if not the hottest, blogs and Instagram page for all things happening in our state. Whether it's food, coffee, spas, hotels, events, boutiques, day trips, you name it, they cover it to show us places in the state we may not have found before. They told some great stories from being out in the field, encounters with their celebrity friends, and then some. Do not miss out on this one. But until then, you know the deal. Stay safe, stay healthy, love you all, peace.